Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? I'm Rosha. Or neither. (laughs) In this case. Spoiler! I'm Rosha. And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Booby Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Booby Girls. And this week we are covering Without Remorse, which apparently, according to Hannah, neither is good. Um, I have to correct you. It's Tom Clancy's oh, Without Remorse. I don't think the book is called that. I think the book is just called Without Remorse. No, it says Tom Clancy or my vibe really? cover says Tom Clancy's. Uh, without remorse and then where the movie's listed even Uh on imbd it's or db or whatever it is it's tom clancy's without remorse maybe i just didn't notice (laughs) or excuse me we are covering (laughs) tom clancy's without remorse oh and i have titled this um remorse for reading this book (laughs) i want the 18 million hours it took me to read this book back in my life okay so should we just skip to the end of the I mean, episode yeah. Did you like the book no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right so the book was originally published august 11th 1993 and it's written by none other than tom, tom clancy, clancy. <laughs> um it has a goodreads rating of 4.18 out of 5 which is pretty high considering apparently there you are some like clancy heads out there no though. kidding and it's uh well my version which i had the uh Hardback version is 639 pages. My paperback version was 750 pages of straight text. I can't even complain because I'm the one who who picked this one. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> so the movie just came out a couple weeks ago on Amazon Prime. Uh, really the only reason I wanted to cover this was because it was Michael B. Jordan. So Amazon Prime got me. So you that. literally made us read that many pages just for to- for. I mean, he his... was shirtless part of the way. But anyways. I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. <laughs> if I wanted to see him shirtless, I would just watch Creed. I know. I know. <laughs> um, it's a rated R movie. It's an action thriller war and it's an hour and 49 minutes, which again, we'll say it a million times. I don't understand how they can turn these almost thousand page books into an hour and a half movie. Um, well, in this case, they didn't keep any of the books. No, so. <laughs> no they didn't. Um, and it's directed by Stefano Solima. And it looked like from like his, you know, discography that it was like he's done a lot of like war movies and stuff like that. So, so this, this was, was like, right up his alley. Right in his wheelhouse. Cool. So the IMDb synopsis reads, an elite Navy SEAL goes on a path to avenge his wife's murder only to find himself inside of a larger conspiracy. This is not the synopsis of the book. <laughs> no. <laughs> and as we'll get into it, um, there are quite a bit of differences, but that is the IMDb synopsis of the movie. Yes. <laughs> so some fun facts um, about the book. This actually serves as an origin story for John Clark or John Kelly. Um, and he's one of the recurring characters in the Ryan verse, which is the Jack Ryan mm-hmm. series um, of books slash now it is a also an Amazon with, Prime series. With John Krasinski. Right. <laughs> Never watched it, but... I, yeah, I don't. I didn't watch. I mean, listen. If this movie is any indication of what the what the series is like, I don't. I think people really like Jack Ryan. So again, it has a following. I'm just not that mm-hmm. audience, right? Clearly. <laughs> um, so Clancy actually started working on the book in 1971. Um, he later went back to it uh, in 1992, eventually finishing it in 1993. After he went back to it, he essentially spent a total of four months um, finishing the novel. <laughs> the, the problem I had with it. It almost was like, I told you this because I started reading it before you. I was like, it's like two different stories. And the the book is two different stories, basically. And he'll go halfway through a chapter and then completely start talking about something else. (laughs) And I'm like, what is it? It felt like he kept stopping and going. And that kind of makes sense, I guess. Uh, I've I've read books similar to this in that way Mm -hmm. where it kind of shifts from storyline to storyline, but not as like intensely as this like it's literally like i would and again i i didn't take the easy way out but i listened to this while i read along it was the easier way of easier way it. yes i read along or i read along as i listened but you know this one was just way Different. to the extreme right. <laughs> so the publishing company gp putnam and sons um who bought the rights of the book mm-hmm. paid 14 million dollars for the north american rights wow. which is just like wow. that's, that's a lot crazy um and the the book de- debuted at number one on the New York Times bestseller list, which I know we always say you know yeah. New York Times bestseller, but when it's number one, I'd say they that's pretty probably paid per word. 
<laughs> like there, I'm like, why is this so long? Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> uh, so the movie just came out. So there's not too much backstory on it as of right now. Um, I will say this is one of six Tom Clancy books that have been turned into movies. It's probably going to be our last one, our first and last. <laughs> I mean, God. maybe. But look at l- listen to this list. We have The Hunt for Red October, which is a famous movie. Clear and Present Danger, another one. Patriot Games, Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, Some of All P- Fears, and then now um, Without Remorse. I know two of those. <laughs> yeah, but like, and it's funny because I'm like, are all of these as misconstrued mm. as this one is that we'll talk about? But one thing to mention, Tom Clancy died in 1993. So he really had no say in, in this at all. True. So they, whoever took this and had the rights to it just kind of went a whole different direction. <laughs> so anyways, yeah. So he's been, he's been gone for quite a while. Yeah. I wonder who has like his royalty estates. Well, I would assume someone in his family. I would assume so. Also, like, like why, why didn't they tell whoever did this movie, like, don't do Just this movie. Don't do <laughs> like, it don't this do it way. this way. <laughs> so wild. Uh, so he actually sold the rights to this novel um, to S- Savoy Pictures in 1993, right when it, you know, when the book was published, um, for a reported 2.5 million dollars. Right after it was published, mm. um, but for some reason. It just kept getting delayed and then just kept getting canceled. So stick with me here. So the film adaptation for this book actually started in the early 90s in 1993. In 1994, Keanu Reeves actually was offered $7 million for the role of John Clark, but ended up turning it down. Hmm. Then in 1995, the pre-production actually started from the same um, movie company, um, and it had sent Lawrence Fishburne to play John Clark. Interesting. So, I mean, in 1995, he's a lot younger then. And then that never worked out. And then in 2012, Christopher McQuarrie signed on with Paramount Pictures for this film to direct it. And he had Tom Hardy playing John Clark. Wow. And then there was also talks of Kevin Costner playing it and none of that worked out. Then finally, in September of 2018, they announced that it would happen and Michael B. Jordan would be playing in this two-part film series. (laughs) um, Because this is the lead up to the next see or the next book called rainbow six mm-hmm. which will be not we will not which be we will covering. not be covering <laughs> and um i didn't stick around for the post credits but i guess there's a post credit yes, scene for this there is and uh it does lead into um him getting a proposal for like a counter terrorist call from one of the actors that is the setup for rainbow six mm-hmm. but I just, again, I don't know how you lead into something else that this wasn't even, I don't know. It's so wild. But anyways. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, those um, those actors are no, are heavy hitters. So it's interesting that, like, not to say that Michael B. Jordan isn't a heavy hitter, but yeah. like to go from Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves yeah. to Tom Hardy. To Tom Hardy. I could actually like, have seen Tom Hardy doing this. Cause, uh, you I know, could too. And not like it matters, but in the book he is portrayed as like a buff white guy, yeah. you know, and I can totally see that. Yeah. So I don't know why it got, you know, red light. Green Clearly light. you're not op- opposed to it or, you know, uh, against we him playing. We wouldn't have been doing it. Red, Maybe exactly. if Tom Hardy, even if Tom Hardy would have been, I'm like, all right. So. <laughs> but not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> no, I would have been like, there's no way. I love Keanu Reeves. I mean, it depends. He's are we Neo. Talking He's speed? Neo Anderson. Are we talking about speed Keanu Reeves or are we talking about the lake house Keanu Reeves? <laughs> We're talking about Matrix Keanu Reeves. Okay. All right. <laughs> so let's talk about the cast. So obviously we've been talking about him. Michael B. Jordan plays John Kelly slash John Clark in, in this film. He's the main character. And we know Michael B. Jordan from Creed 1 and 2 and the upcoming... Creed 3 that will be coming out, which I love him in Creed um, and obviously loved him in Black Panther as well. There actually has been talks of somehow bringing him back into Black Panther. Don't know how they're going to do that. Interesting. But he was also in Fantastic Four and he has seven up and coming projects. He is very hot right now, which is surprising to me that he would agree to do an Amazon Prime movie considering hey, how right. blockbuster hit of a actor he is right yeah. now. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like a lot of these actors recently though are going the next Netflix route, the Amazon, True. you know? True. So, who knows? Um 
did I love his acting in this? Like, I can't <laughs> say that I did. Did I love the mustache that he had in here? I can't say that I did. But did I love the part where he took off his shirt? Absolutely. So what you're saying is we literally read this book and watched this movie for the 10 seconds that his shirt was off? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I hope it was worth it. it I mean, I think it kind of was. <laughs> I, mean, I will say that after I was done with this book, I felt very accomplished. I did too. I was like, I did that. <laughs> I never want to do it again. But I did it. I did it. Oh, I forgot to say. I'm going to stop down a second. We, ha- we, have, we have to dedicate this, this episode uh-huh. to the men in my life. Because they are actually the reason why we did this. Because, you know, we've been doing some female type movies. Depends on who you ask. We literally some, did. Some men love walk- a walk to remember. <laughs> okay. Real men Anyways, love a walk to remember. Because boyfriend Ray, you know, a couple weeks ago, he's like, so I haven't listened in the last couple episodes. Like, when are you going to do one that, like, you know, a guy might like? Then I went home to Seattle and my brother's like, so, like, when are you going to do, like, you know, maybe a more guy skewing film? And then my friend Seth texts me. He's like, when are you doing one for the dudes? So this is for you guys. Here you and go. And I hate you for it. <laughs> we will not be taking your advice any no, longer. No more suggestions from Only you. girly movies moving forward. Yes. Just kidding. No, just, just kidding. Uh, so the next character is Karen Greer, who in the movie or in the book, it's not a female. Correct. It's a um, man. Yeah. I read somewhere that this is supposedly supposed to be like the granddaughter of who was in the book. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. Anyways, played by um, Joni or Jody Turner Smith, who is gorgeous. She's very pretty. She has like the most perfect skin ever. And I love the buzz head. Beautiful. So like, all of her pictures that I've seen of her, she has really long hair. Oh, really? And I was like, I love the shaved head yeah. look. Um, she's from England. She was in that movie uh, Queen and Slim. She was the lead uh, oh, female lead okay. in there. I never saw it, but um, she was actually pregnant in her second trimester while filming this movie. Wow. And she's in a sweatshirt for most of the but time. But still. Um, but yeah, she was gorgeous. I actually really loved her as this character and I thought it needed some sort of like badass female. And I she agree. gave that, I mean, for what it you know what we were given we should preface it that the movie is set in current times yes the book is set back in the i think vietnam war vietnam war which i don't remember what decade that was but back in the day day. (laughs) um so you know obviously the fact that it was much more like man heavy in Mm -hmm. the book makes a little bit more sense for the times i figured that they were going to take the movie a little bit more modern modern, but <laughs> you know, the next character is Robert Ritter, who is played by Jamie Bell. Um, he's one of those character guys that I'm like, I feel like I've seen you in like a lot of uh-huh. things. The only thing that I've seen of his is he was also in Fantastic Four with Michael B. Jordan, but really that was all I know him from. If you had, if you would list it, I might be able to guess, but I'm not even going to ask you to do that because yeah. it's not relevant. <laughs> so I mean, I thought he played the character fine. Yeah. But I don't know much else about him. Well, and they totally tried to make him seem like the bad guy. Right. <clears throat> Excuse me, the bad guy in this movie. So uh, that was interesting to see. Yeah, because again, the character is totally different between the book and the movie. And yeah. T- kind he's still, of. He's still CIA, but different in yeah. how he's played out. Exactly. Uh, the next character is Pam Kelly, who is John Kelly's wife, is played. Uh, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, in the movie. Um, <laughs> is played by Lauren London. Um, she was in the That's f- Lauren London? Yeah, she was she played in the TV series The Game, and then she's also in This Christmas, which is oh one of my, my favorite God. movies. Um, but yeah, she's she wasn't in the movie. Very she's long. very pretty too. Yeah, she's gorgeous too. Um, but we'll talk about her and a little her character a little bit more in the in in a bit, but yeah. She's beautiful. Very pretty. Last character I wanted to talk about was uh, Victor Rykov. Mm. Uh, he's a new character that we introduced to, uh, played by Brett Gelman. Um, he plays Murray in Stranger Things, and he's like one of those guys. I think he comes in like the second or third season. Okay. Um, remember, it's like those two kind of like Russian guys that they end up like talking oh, to? Yep, yep. He's one of them. He's going to be in there in the next season. Uh, season that's coming out as well um he was also in the movie the other guys um i really like him i've seen him in other random Mm -hmm. things uh even though it was an added character i kind of liked it i don't know 
I'm trying to envision where I've seen him because he's another one that I'm yeah. like, I've seen you somewhere. Right. But I, it's, he kind of has a distinct well, look like, to him. It's especially like that long, like slicked back hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's like the main characters from this movie. There's a few others. Uh, one of the guy, the guy who plays James in Twilight 1 like the blonde guy. Okay. Remember like the bad guy who's like killing people so. in yeah. the first Twilight. He's in this. Um, I would never have known that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but then there's like a couple other people. But yeah. Those are the main ones. All right. Time for who said it. Um, I have no idea. Well, these are all from the book. So <laughs> good luck. <laughs> that was my hard part about, I mean, if we're talking about the characters, there were so many characters. characters in this book it was so hard for me to follow because it's like i couldn't remember who was in what storyline so much so that when i was researching uh, literally on the wikipedia page they break it out by like baltimore mm-hmm. and vietnam like the characters yeah just the characters so you know who's in what kind of it's, plot line <laughs> it's wild and like i think it was even so like i think i told ray i think i was like i'm at page like almost 600 and they are still introducing characters (laughs) like can we stop introducing characters well it was like some were clearly main characters Mm -hmm. and some were like irrelevant but they still put it like a mini backstory and you're like do i need to know this he gets should i should i remember he got paid by the (laughs) word i swear to god uh all right so anyway your first (laughs) quote for who said it is bad luck does not make a bad person oh gosh Mr. Rosen. No. Who didn't... I love the Rosen. I know. This is actually another character that's not introduced in the movie. Mm -hmm. Sandy O'Toole. Sandy. Which we'll get into who her character is. Next one is, the unit I belong to, it didn't officially exist. The things we did, well, they never really happened, if you know what I mean. Hmm. John Kelly. Yes. (laughs) Plastic flower. All these different random things that they had to do. Next one. Yes, I think we have our witness. I think we have our leaker, too. Ooh. It's one of the detectives. Mm-hmm. <sighs> do I remember their names? <laughs> no, I do not. It's Lieutenant Emmett Ryan. Ah, he, M. He, yeah. yeah. Who is is supposed to be Jack Ryan's dad. Mm-hmm. Correct. We, get, we actually get introduced to Jack Ryan in at the end of the book. I didn't even recognize Yeah, because Emmett that. is it goes home at one point and uh-huh. he's talking to his wife and his son, Jack. Oh, so, see, I missed that go. entirely. <laughs> Next one. My job is to protect my country so that other little boys will not have to run away from home in the middle of winter. Hmm. Greer. No. This is Nikolai Grishinov, our uh, Russian friend in Vietnam. <laughs> Who we'll also get to later. (laughs) Last one. Maybe it's like this. It's not what you fight against. It's what you fight for. Mr. Rosen. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was a trick one. It's John again. Dang. (laughs) All right, your options. So I, since I did quotes from the book, I picked F. Mary Kills from the movie. Thank you. That way it gives you kind of a visual. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. So your options are obviously John Kelly slash Clark, Robert Ritter, the CIA guy, um, and uh, Greer. I forget Mm. her first name. Uh, Karen. Karen Greer. She does not look like a Karen. Not at all. Um, All right. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to marry Greer. Because she is like, I mean, if I had to swing the other way, she might, she would be it, you know? (laughs) Um, I will, Ritter was was an option. Mm -hmm. Ritter, I'm going to kill Ritter because I still don't trust him. Okay. You know, he has one of those faces. Also, he works in CIA, so like, you know. So who can you trust? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I will go on a covert uh, uh, operation with uh, John Clark. (laughs) I am going to agree with all of of them. Yes. Yes. Okay, so this is the time when we normally go through the timeline of the movie and then tell you what was similar and what was different. Nothing is similar. Very few things are similar. Very, 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 very few things where we would literally have to go through the whole movie and then go through the whole book. So instead... We'll spare you. We'll spare you. So basically what I've done is broken out different topics... But of these storylines, and we're going to tell you kind of who this person was, what that event was in the book and the movie, 
So bear with us. It might get a little confusing, but Roche will be talking mostly about the book. So if you hear her voice, she's talking about the book. Me, I will be talking about the movie. So let's start off with really, if you could describe kind of who John Kelly slash Clark is in the book and how he and his background a little bit. Yeah. So he starts off as John Kelly. He's a forming, former Navy SEAL. Um, he has experience in Vietnam. He was previously, you know, uh, a part of some covert operations uh, in the Vietnam War. So he has experience there. Um, he has a pregnant wife named Patricia who actually dies in a car accident at the very beginning of the book. It's like a prologue almost. Yeah, literally. It's very short. Um, Similar to kind of the movie where his wife is essentially, you know, Mm -hmm. pretty limited. But that's kind of his backstory as it relates to the book. Um, His John Clark character comes in to play a little bit later. And I'll get to that when we get there. So we really don't, in the movie, we don't get a whole lot of backstory on John Clark slash Kelly. He gets... You know, we see him at the very beginning kind of on this mission somewhere. I Oh, in Syria. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's very much still in the military. He's not retired. He's not, he still is, you know, he, you know, at the moment we meet him, um, he seems very more established. His wife is still <laughs> alive when we meet him mm-hmm. in, in the movie. Um, and he's ready for like the minivan life. Yeah. Which is not how in, cause in the book he's like living on an Island when we meet him. Right. Because at that point his wife had already passed away. Some time had passed. Right. So he was essentially living the nomad life right. on a boat. <laughs> so the next thing I want to talk about is this hostage situation. So, There is a hostage situation in the book, Mm -hmm. but it is very different than the situation in the movie. Yes. So like we mentioned earlier, um, we are in Vietnam wartime. So very dissimilar to the movie where they're in Syria and it's, you know, present day. Um, The hostage situation in the book is essentially a colonel by the name of Robin Zacharias is being held as a prisoner of war in Vietnam. Um, along with a bunch of other uh, prisoners of war, but he is like our main character as it relates to this specific plot line. Um, He has a lot of classified information that the, um, that the Soviets, the Russians want to to essentially get from him. They've, um, they've basically confirmed him dead to those who live in the U S. So essentially his family all think that he's dead, he's dead. Um, but what we've come to find out is there, he is alive, he's being held and the, the, um, the U S is trying to put together an extraction mission or a rescue mission to get him and the other POWs out of there. Um, we also get introduced to Colonel Nikolai Grishinov in this situation or in this I love line. how you actually know his name. Nikolai. Well, I did my research. Well, I know, but like, it's just so funny because I always were just like in the, in the book, I like brush over the names because <laughs> if, if I get too deep into it, it takes me too long to, to read their names. His, his, I remember because the audio that I listened mm-hmm. to, he changed his, his accent to a very <laughs> Russian accent. So you can't, you know, Good miss him. Yeah. So essentially, um, uh, Grishinov is interrogating, um, uh, Zacharias and the prisoners, the other prisoners of war, just trying to get that intel from them. And that's kind of where we're at in terms of what the situation is happening in in Vietnam. Yes. So in the movie, it starts off with almost, we almost have two hostage situations Mm -hmm. kind of in this, in the movie. It starts off with this SEAL team that John Kelly is on is going to extract we're like in the middle of an extraction when the movie starts and they're taking they're trying to get this guy out so come to find out it's a successful mission but whoever they're taking out is dealing with the russians Mm -hmm. and it's pissed off the russians now that they have taken this prisoner so then we kind of get a second fold of an extraction because we find out that there is this Russian spy that basically is back in in Europe that they need to try to go find. So he's not so much a hostage in mm-hmm. this situation where he's more of like they just need to go find this guy and extract him and get him back to the United States so he doesn't give all of their plans away to the right. Russians. So we are told. So we're, yeah, <laughs> so we're led to believe. Yes. So two very different situations between the book and the movie. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest 
biggest differences is right now. And it is who Pam is in these two stories and how they meet and how she ends up dying. Yes. So Pam in the book. So if you're, if you're still with us, um, uh, John's wife's name is Patricia in the movie. He's, she's portrayed as Pam, but in the book, Pam is a runaway prostitute and drug mule that John actually ends up picking up as she's hitchhiking. And this is pretty early on in the book. It's like first chapter. Yeah. So like after his wife had already passed, some time had passed and then he runs into Pam. So he picks her up um, and then they like almost instantly form a romantic <laughs> relationship. Um, he takes her onto his boat. They, you know, have sex They're They're fully like, in it together. Um, while they're on the boat, they actually run into um, the Rosen, Sam and Sarah Rosen, who are uh, doctors who have are having boat troubles. So um, John helps them out and, you know, helps fix their, their boat, whatever. They help. Oh, at, at the same time, we, uh, the, the, the group understands that Pam is a, a, a drug addict as well. So they, with the help, he, with the help of the Rosens help get her clean and essentially are like, Hey, um, we're good, but like, she needs to come back. She needs to make sure that she's, you know, consistently getting treatment and, and checkups and things like that. So on their first trip back to Baltimore to get additional help for Pam, they actually end up, um, going through a neighborhood that's really sketchy. She ends up, um, recognizing a couple of drug mules or not drug mules, sorry, drug dealers and pimps that she previously had worked for in this drug ranks that involved other women. She, you know, she was able to get out, but there are still a few women that are um, under, under their control. So she, the plan is to actually um, go to the police and tell them and hopefully get help to get these women out and to, to bust this drug ring. Unfortunately that night when, when um, she notices them, they also recognize her. Um, There's a, uh, essentially a, a car pursuit that ends up in John getting like, critically um shot and he he essentially passes out and they the um drug dealers capture pam they torture her they gang rape her and then eventually kill her Mm -hmm. so that's essentially the storyline of pam as it relates to the book (laughs) so pam and pam in the movie is not a prostitute (laughs) not a drug mule she seems like she is very just cool, calm, and collected and is loving her life. And she is very pregnant at this point. And it seems like her and John have been together for a very long time. And, you know, all is right with the world. How Pam dies in the movie is we first see that there are two other men from that first extraction mission who have been killed. One got hit by by a car and then now one has gotten, he just got shot and someone found mm-hmm. him and shot him in his car. So now we see that- One of them gets gunned down when he's taking the trash out. No, that's when they got hit by the car. The van oh, takes him out. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't like know why really I thought it would, he got gunned down. <laughs> no, the other guy gets gunned down that's just right, in his right, car. right, through the window. So yeah. there's two of them dead already. The next scene we get is there's this- team of people trying to get into John's house and John is downstairs listening to music and Pam is upstairs sleeping in her bedroom well these people get into their house and they just start shooting the bed probably thinking it's just John Mm -hmm. but they end up shooting Pam and John hears this he gets upstairs he does end up getting shot and he shoots most all but one of these guys Mm -hmm who have shot Pam and then that other guy got away. So now John just basically passes out at this point. So that is one similarity. John does get shot (laughs) and almost dies in both storylines. The next thing that is very different though, is what John does when he wakes up after, you know, being shot and is in the hospital. Yeah. So in the book, um, he wakes up in the hospital. He just so happily ends up at the hospital that Sam Rosen works at, which is, you know, great coincidence. Um, So with the help of Sam and nurse Sandy O'Toole, um, they help him rehab. They help him kind of get back into shape because this his whole thing is I need to now get revenge for Pam's death and essentially bust this ring that has been happening. 
So he rehabs and then essentially starts going on a killing spree. He yeah. finds, a, you know, uh, he does it like a, almost like a covert um, stakeout mm-hmm. of, you know, the, the drug scene. Um, <clears throat> he's able to identify certain drug uh, dealers that are in this ring. And he dresses up like a, like, uh, like a, a bum. bum. He dresses up like a bum and essentially like weasels his way into these situations where he's able to, to kill, um, uh, quite a few of them uh, of the individuals. Um, one of the situations he ends up actually saving a another prostitute by the name of Doris Brown. He takes her back to Sandy O'Toole, who is a nurse, and basically says, "I found one. Please help her. Please get her rehabbed." Um, with the help of Sam's wife Sarah, they do end up helping rehab Doris, and they actually uh, also help her reunite with her dad, her long lost dad, who had no idea she was even alive, which is. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, so he actually, but, but eventually he gets to one individual or one drug dealer that's pretty uh, important in the situation by the name of Billy, who he gets the majority of his intel in terms of who the the dr- drug ring leader is. Um, this situation was actually really intense to, to read. He essentially tortures Billy by using a pressure chamber that's Ugh. designed for like deep sea diving yeah. and stuff, um, which yikes uh and then essentially leaves him for dead once he's kind of gotten the intel <laughs> yeah. that he needs so that's where we're we'll leave yeah. the revenge plot as of right now yeah because <laughs> his whole point in the book is to get to the head of the snake right. to take everybody down and then yeah but he and i mean he kills a lot of people yeah like, like i, I lost ton. count eventually <laughs> so in the movie after john wakes up in the hospital he still has that same like i need to get revenge for pam however that whole, the drug and the prostitute ring, mm-hmm. it's not in the movie at all. Right. So he is getting revenge from the people that killed Pam, but they're not drug lords and, <laughs> and pimps. So he ends up, you know, he's trying to figure out who that one guy was that was at his house. Through the help of Karen Greer, he does end up finding out who might know who that guy mm-hmm. is. So he ends up, he does rehab and he kind of gets back into shape. Um, but he ends up following this guy to the airport, this guy who's going to know who that guy is. <laughs> and he was driving like a tow truck. And then he like runs into him, like starts his car on fire yeah. and then jumps into the car and like shoots this guy. Mind you, at a very busy airport. Right. <laughs> like, how is this even possible? <laughs> right. And so he ends up getting this guy to tell him that it was Victor Rykoff that was the guy who came in and shot his wife and is now gone. You know, that's who he needs to try to find. Um, but he, I think he ends up actually, I don't think he actually kills that guy. Maybe he does. The one mm. in the car fire. I couldn't really tell. That's the car on fire he gets in. No, because then he comes out and he's just, oh, actually... He does. I think he does. He does. Yeah. yeah. So then after he kills him, John just walks out of the vehicle and puts his his hands up and he gets arrested. <laughs> so he ends up going to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we get his shirt off finally because he ends up like fighting all of these guys. So that jail scene was very. It was very weird. weird and so me. not realistic. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of people with, like riot gear. We'll talk a little <laughs> bit more about that in a second because I want to talk about how because john like we said is in these extraction missions Mm -hmm. in both of the storylines but those extraction missions again are very different um because uh in the book it's a totally different storyline right so the way that he joins the extraction mission in the book um the admiral admiral maxwell who's kind of in charge of this extraction mission to get the pow's out of vietnam approaches him because he john actually helped rescue maxwell's son in a previous mission. So he's essentially like, bro, this is the guy. This is the guy, right? Um, he also has experience with UDT, which is underwater demolition teams, because he's a Navy SEAL or former Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. So he's like, this is definitely the guy because we need, you know, we yeah. need his ex- expertise. So that's kind of how he gets approached and how he gets involved into the extraction mission in yeah. the book. Well, and I love the, I think it's a juxtaposition in the book about how you have two different storylines with John. Mm -hmm. You have John who is taking revenge on all these pimps and drug dealers. And you're like, all right, this guy's killing a bunch of people. Then you have the U S military basically recruiting him 
to be a hero. Right. And it's very, you get that back and forth a lot, which mm-hmm. is one thing I did really like about yeah. this book. Another thing to note, this is kind of where John Clark comes into play in yes. the book. Um, essentially, they give him a separate name for all of his kind of missions as it relates to the military and eventually the CIA, which we'll get into. So in the movie, the extraction mission and how he gets involved, which again, is just so like outlandish because he's in this jail cell and he thinks they and they put him in a prison with a bunch of russian mob people so he's like they're all (laughs) after me so he's like in the jail cell and they're telling him to turn around and you know face the wall he's like yeah no i'm not gonna do that and then all of a sudden he like takes off his shirt and then this like group of people in riot gear (laughs) come into his cell and he like beats the crap out of them and basically takes them hostage in his jail cell Mm -hmm. and is like he's like yeah they're i'm not you need to let me out of here and then i'll let these guys go then randomly they hand him a cell phone (laughs) and it's karen greer and she's like there's a u.s marshal coming to get you you need to follow him and then a u.s marshal comes in and takes him out of the jail cell i was like just like that none of this is (laughs) none of this would ever happen so they end up taking him out of jail to then ha- go to this meeting with the CIA about Victor Rykoff, mm-hmm. how they now know exactly who he is. Oh, sorry, I should go back. The way they told John, he's holding him hostage because he's like, I know who the guy is who killed my mm-hmm. wife. I will give you his name if you let me out of here. Right. That's what he had said. Yeah. So that's why they got him out. So he's now in this meeting with the CIA and they tell him who it is. Or he tells him who it is and come to find out it's this guy who is like this Russian spy that they thought was gone, mm-hmm. who is now back. And they all start panicking. And gone like, meaning dead. Yeah, they, all they thought, thought he was, he was dead. dead. Yeah. And now they're all panicking because he's a real threat to the United States. And they're like, we need to go find this guy and extract him and bring him back because yeah. he's very, very dangerous. And John's like, all right, well, I'm going. (laughs) And they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, no, if I go, I will come back and you can take me right to jail. And then they agree to it. Right. So now he's part of this extraction team. Mind you, Greer told them that he, she didn't think that it was right for him to go. No, she's like, no, he's not mentally stable. Which like, listen to the woman. (laughs) Right. So anyway, so that's how he gets involved in the extraction in the movie. So, the extraction mission, again, two very different things. <laughs> the book <laughs> the book is very different. Yeah. So in the book, um, John and another uh, a crew of, you know, um, military men go to Vietnam for this extraction mission. Um, while they're there, he's essentially doing recon initially to kind of see, to scope it out, to see like what the situation is. As he's doing the recon. First in. <laughs> First in, yeah. As he's doing the recon, he realizes, oh no, the Soviets know about this mission. Yeah. Somehow it got leaked and we need to abort. It was literally like, abort, abort, yeah, abort, abort. 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 <laughs> um, so he, he tells them, abort, you know, kill the mission. It's not going to happen. Um, but in the mix of all of this, he actually ends up being able to capture uh, Grishinov, the Soviet uh, leader, um, to take him as hostage to the U.S., essentially as a bargaining tool to hopefully eventually work out a way to get the POWs out of Vietnam. So that's essentially what ends up working. Well, yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) (laughs) So the extraction mission in the movie is they put them all on this like passenger jet, just like a normal plane to Germany. And I'm very curious to know if they actually do stuff like this. I mean, maybe like when we're watching just planes in the sky, like is one of them possibly like military? Because I guess they thought that if it was just a passenger jet that they wouldn't think it was a threat. Right. Because the Soviets basically have air control over their over Russia. So like they can see or they have control of who passes. Exactly. So come to find out, kind of like the book, they've. Somebody has told them that they are coming because right before they are about to jump out of this passenger jet, 
there is like these German fight fighter planes come and start shooting the mm-hmm. plane. They and then same thing. He's like abort, abort. <laughs> they know we're coming. Don't jump out of the plane. Well, they end up shooting the plane down and it crashes in. I guess the ocean. I don't know. Everyone seems to be okay though. <laughs> I was like, that seemed a little too easy, right? You know. So that must be a very good pilot. Right. So most of them, I think most of them end up getting out after they crash the plane in the ocean. And but not before John's like, we need to get the gear. Get all the gear. Like, <laughs> let's get the gear. I'm like, John, just get off the plane. Yeah. Also, he, I, I realize that he's a Navy SEAL, but like, man, does he have a lot of like breath ability oh, underwater. Oh, I know. <laughs> so they end up finding their way to land with the gear and they end up running into Ritter, I believe. Like the CIA is there. They go to like think the meeting spot where they're supposed to meet. And at that point, John is thinking that they're the ones who set them up because the CIA is doing like some sort of deal Mm -hmm. with some Russians at this point. And John's like, you set us up. Like, what are you doing? Come to find out Ritter's like, no, I was paying these guys to help us find the guy Mm -hmm. because they know where he is. They end up finding him very quickly. And they're like, so he's in that apartment. We're going to go get set up in this apartment. And he's like right there. Mm-hmm. And so John's like, all right, well, I'm going to walk across the street and go get him. <laughs> so Easy peasy. Yeah. So he shows up. John goes into this apartment where um, Rykoff is held up. Rykoff has a huge bomb around him. Why? Because he's like, I'm going to bomb. I'm going to bomb everybody. So this is where it gets a little um, fuzzy for me. (laughs) Me too. Because I'm not exactly sure what happened. And like, (laughs) this is one of those movies I had a hard time like sticking in here. Like there was a couple times I picked up my phone where I'm like, okay, well. Because it's literally just like a dude fighter movie. Right. It was like, I felt like I was watching a a game, like a video game. So from what I've gathered, I could be totally missing the mark here. But they... Rykov at this point is basically trying to explain to John that the CIA, the United States CIA and really Germany are, no, I guess it's more the United States CIA. You mean Russia? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, the CIA, the United States CIA and Russia, they're trying to. I know you said Germany. (laughs) Germany. Oh, sorry. They're in Germany. God. I don't do war movies. Um, They're trying to make it look, they're trying to start a war basically, but they need a reason to start this Mm -hmm. war. And basically they're using these Marines like Rykoff and, um, and John Kelly as like these pawns. So basically if the, if the, if the Navy or if the Navy SEALs go in or these Marines go in and into you know, the Russian area. Enemy territory. Yeah, enemy territory. And even though they're trying to rescue someone, but then they kill a bunch of of the enemy, that's going to be then a reason for them to retaliate to the United States. So then the United States can then retaliate. retaliate. And I don't think that's exactly the best way to describe it. (laughs) I, I equate it to, like, gangs. Yeah. Like, if, like, if I kill a, a, a another gang member's person mm-hmm. or something then that gang has the you know right to then come hit my gang right. because there's some sort of like yeah issue now so like I that's kind of how why I... we would want to do this like it doesn't make sense really it, it, it almost it played it out like russia's our ally in quotation yeah. marks but really like we're both very powerful right so like you know, we we both could do some stuff yeah. if we really so wanted to. So come to find out that all of these guys are being used as pawns to start this war. And so Rykov ends up, like, blowing himself up. But then, you know, the Marines are like, all right, well, I'm going to, like, and the SEALs are like, all right, we're going to, like, go. <laughs> and then someone starts, like, snipering them. Right. And they're like, who, like, who is this? And then John's like, well, he was trying to tell me, like, if we die here... Then, then that gives the CIA and the United States a reason to retaliate. Right. So anyways, most of the team, you know, gets out fine. Right. And John, like, stays back and, you know, fight scene, fight scene, fight scene. <laughs> shoot him up, shoot him up, shoot him up. And John gets out. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's basically yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, well, he does, uh, at one point, he goes to the roof of the building to cause a distraction for right. everybody else to kind of right. escape. Um, and then... 
not really sure how he, I forget how he kind of, he gets out. Oh, he, um, he, sh- he, <laughs> he uses the skylight. Oh God. Yeah. He the skylight. Like, in, I'm like, this is a woman in the window. <laughs> watch out for that. Watch out for that old rickety skylight. It's dangerous. <laughs> so he uses the skylight. He falls back into the building and essentially like shoots up some of the guys and changes his outfit to look like one of the <laughs> yeah. Russians. And I think commandeers like a, a emergency vehicle yeah. and like, you know, meets back yes. up with his crew. <laughs> yes. So again, it's probably not exactly right, but you know, same, same. war thing. This is just like the science movies. <laughs> right. Um, so that was the extraction mission <laughs> in a nutshell in the movie. Yeah. So before we get to kind of the ending of these stories, the book wraps up kind of both storylines. Yeah. There's quite a bit that happens essentially in the ending. Um, So basically after the extraction mission in Vietnam, John gets back to um, Baltimore and finds out that the um, prostitute that he helped save Doris and his, her dad were actually murdered. He he finds, I know, super sad. He finds out that essentially the ring found out that she was alive and eliminated her and her dad. Um, He also finds out that, so Another crazy thing that happens in the plot is this drug ring is smuggling heroin. Um, what we come, what we learn, and at this point is when John finds out is that they're smuggling the heroin from Asia through the um, body cavities of the U.S. soldiers who are dying in Vietnam. Awful. The way that he figured it out is because he essentially found the her- some of the heroin and realized, wow, this smells very, like, decaying bodies. Right. And he puts two and two together, which was just wild to Awful. me. Um, and then he also realizes, you know, um, once he gets that intel from that Billy guy, he realizes that the drug lords also have a corrupt um, lieutenant in their mix, who mm-hmm. is kind of helping them out as it relates to the police. His name is Mark Sharon, I think. Sharon, Sharon. Sharon with a C. Right. <laughs> um, so he ends up tracking down um, the head of the drug ring. His name is Henry Tucker. Um, him and his lackeys are in an abandoned building because they're trying to put together some heroin to sell to their because all, And something. they have to do it because John's killed all, all everybody of their else. Videos. Yeah, so the main guys <laughs> They're like, man, to... this is taking us a lot longer than no the kidding. rest of them. So they're in an abandoned building. Um, John does a similar thing where he kind of scopes it out from the building across the street, um, similar to the movie a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, there's a giant standoff. Um, the drug dealers end up killing the cop in the mix of all of this, but John does eventually kill Henry Tucker and his his lackeys, essentially. Essentially eliminating the drug ring that well, had and, everything to do with and, that, Pam. Yeah, and John's like, in the in the book, they kind of almost start catching on. The police kind of start catching mm-hmm. on that it is John who's killing all of yes. those guys. Yeah. But at the end, they end up giving the credit to that, even though the lieutenant that mm-hmm. was dirty who died, they ended up giving him the credit. Well, it's important because, you know, obviously John is in big big doo-doo for Mm -hmm. you know killing all these people but the one thing he didn't do was kill a cop because that's you know that goes against his morals but he's like why don't you just kind of give him the credit he's dead already so like let's make him look like a hero essentially so at the same time that that's all (laughs) happening um the cia decide that they want to recruit john because he did a Clearly a, a good job, even yeah. though the mission didn't go as planned. He, he you know, helped them. Um, but he basically tells them, so, like, I'm the guy who's been killing all these people. <laughs> yeah, that was me. So, like, I'm in some d- deep doo-doo. Um, and they're essentially, they essentially say, okay, we'll help you with your legal issues mm-hmm. if you help us f- figure out who the mole was who essentially let it slip that we were doing this extraction mm-hmm. mission, the KGB mole. Um, and he's like, okay, sure, I'll do that. Yeah. So he goes after a guy who is supposedly the KGB mole, Walter Hicks. Um, and he essentially says, you can either kill yourself or I can kill you for you. Yeah. Um, essentially gets him to agree to commit suicide by shooting up heroin. Um, but what we come to find out is his uh, his colleague or his friend, who was a Senate aide, um, was the real mole and the real guy who told um, the Russians about the situation, who essentially is now out in, in the abyss and nobody knows. Rainbow know. Six. I'm yeah. sure we'll hear about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> so in the movie, 
he kind of does similar, like he, he's still trying to figure out, he's back home now. He's still trying to figure out who the mole is mm-hmm. in the, in the CIA and in the, in the government and who led, you know, basically this whole mission, this BS right. mission. So he has a pretty good instinct that it was the secretary of state is the one who set this all up. So he ends up going back because evidently he's just allowed into the CIA building <laughs> with no questions asked. And he corners the secretary of state in the bathroom. And he basically ends up trapping in him into talking about some facts about the case that were not... That he shouldn't have known. That he shouldn't have known. known. Yeah. It's basically like, you know how in murder investigations or any other investigations, they always leave out a part mm-hmm. to the media. So if someone comes and like confesses or right. something that the killer would only know, kind of like that situation. Yeah. So we end up finding that it is the secretary of state who, you know, supposedly is the mole here. So similar, he ends up, he does end up killing the um, secretary said he gets him in the car and he drives off a building and they go into like the river mm-hmm. and he watches him die inside of the car again with that like really impressive like holding your breath right tactic <laughs> right he's literally like sitting there like as the guy's like taking his last breath yeah. he's like i could hold this for a very long time <laughs> so um so again he's he did get his revenge on the quote-unquote mole mm-hmm. that we know of as of right now so the getaway. How does John get through all of this? It's a little, it is a little bit similar. I think this is probably the most similar <laughs> yeah. this movie and book are. Um, but yeah, they're both very dramatic, I guess. Yeah. So in the book, as we mentioned earlier, Lieutenant Emmett Ryan has been on this case of the the murders of all these mm-hmm. drug people. Um, he eventually figures it out that it is John and he, he, he kept he um he catches him and he's essentially like um you know what like i know it's you so john's like i confess it is me um can you give me a head start though can you (laughs) give me a one hour job i will (laughs) he's like he's like clearly i kill people that don't deserve to live anyway if you you know could do me a solid and give me like an hour head start that would be great and for some reason um the lieutenant says sure go for it go for it so i'll give you an hour so he essentially takes that hour to jump on his boat. Um, he, he, you know, takes off into the water. Um, but he literally only gave him that hour because immediately uh, after that hour ends, the Coast Guard and the head of the Coast Guard, his name is Oreza, um, essentially tail him uh, in a water pursuit, which I thought was super cool in yeah. the book. Um Nothing. Another thing to mention, Oreza is actually a friend of John, so mm-hmm. he's having this inner struggle of like, do I want to let him go? Yeah. Do I want to catch him? Do I want to do my job? What What do I do? So he does eventually end up gaining on John's boat, um, but not before John decides to capsize his boat <laughs> and essentially fake his death. Run it into in, a giant like freighter <laughs> yeah, boat. Into the water and fakes his death. Um, and they do kind of look for him they they search for him what unbeknownst to the coast guard um the cia is actually has helped him underwater and has rescued him to bring him back to safety um because like we mentioned they want to recruit him and they told him you know we'll help you with your legal issues if you help (laughs) us with our thing so once they kind of rescue him he essentially assumes the official title or official like name of john clark and moving forward that's what he you know is known 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 as or known for well and they kind of even gave him that john clark name from the beginning of so john clark in the book was introduced a lot earlier like that was his name through the whole military mission right that's what i was yeah um so for for his sake he is now now he is officially on all of his papers yes and that's how the book ends finally Uh, (laughs) kind of so Kind of. Um, the only thing that we're missing is, you know, once he disappears after faking his death, he, he goes away for a while. But we come to find out, and this is a key part that we didn't really cover because she doesn't exist in the movie. Um, he does re- um, uh, develop a romantic relationship with Nurse O'Toole, Sandy O'Toole, throughout the entirety of the book. Um, they do eventually get married and they have a baby on the way. So that was like a really nice, like yeah. sweet thing at the end because I was like, if he doesn't end up with anyone, like that's just really sad. I know. Um, and then in the epilogue of the book, which is essentially like half a page, we find out that um, 
Colonel Zacharias and uh, the other prisoners of war have officially been brought home now that the U.S. is out of the Vietnam War and all of that. And that's how the book ends. So it all kind of wraps up in a nice time. It does. <laughs> it really does. So a little similar in the movie, um, like I talked about how John had driven off the bridge with uh, the Secretary of State. We come to think John is also died in mm. that car accident because the next scene we get is a funeral for John at right. his gravesite next to Pam's gravesite. Did and you I, believe it? No, not for a second. <laughs> I was like, that guy can hold his breath for like five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, come on. But then we do get a flash of, or I guess at this point we don't. We, Karen Greer is at this memorial site and she gets into her vehicle and, and John's in the back seat of her mm -hmm. car. Come to find out she was actually there and came to rescue him when the car sunk into the, into the river and rescued him. So he is alive, but everyone else thinks he's dead. <laughs> the next scene we get at the end is he's at the train station with CIA um, lead Ritter, mm -hmm. who's the guy who we were led to believe was the traitor, right. who ended up not being it. And he, that at this point, he gives John... Uh, a new passport and ID, the name John Clark. And at the very end is where it gets introduced right, in, in, in the, the movie. movie. And we're then kind of led to believe that he is now on call for the CIA when they, when they need him. Yeah. And then there's that post credit scene I didn't watch. So the post credit <laughs> scene that I did watch um, is essentially, I think it's like three years later or something like that. Um, we get a shot of um, John staring at, I think the... Washington Monument, Lincoln Memorial, the, the tall thing. Washington Monument. Thank you. The Washington You're Monument. the one who's been to D.C. I know. I have not. Uh, he's standing there looking at it and Ritter walks up. Mm. And John basically says, I have a plan for some sort of a mission or a something. I don't remember what they say. Um, and that's kind of how it ends because they're leading into the next movie. Yeah. Which we will not again be covering. So <laughs> holy moly, we did it. Thank you so we much if you stuck around this long. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't even have to ask this question. Did the movie stay true to the book? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I have in my notes, book to movie changes everything. <laughs> Literally everything. Like it, it, there's... There's nothing. It's it's baffling yeah. how they can even call this Tom Clancy's without remorse. Like <laughs> it, it's baffling. Yeah. I just don't understand it. It's like when people say like, oh, it's not really a rule. It's more of like a guideline. <laughs> like like for it was real. literally the book was used as more of a guideline for the movie than, you know. And But not even that. <laughs> like it was just yeah. bizarre. Um, book or movie for you? I'm going to go book. Because okay. the movie is a typical dude, you know, fighter yeah. movie. I personally find them very hard to follow, clearly, mm -hmm. and kind of boring, if I'm being yeah. completely honest. This book was very long and had a lot going on. Mm -hmm. But to your point earlier, it ends very well. It's, it's yeah. tied up in a nice bow. Um, I, I eventually like really started to like John, his character, mm -hmm. his relationship with Sandy, like everything that was going on. With the exception of like the jumping back and forth, the yeah. storyline is a really interesting storyline. Right. I think the, the inclusion of like the drug ring and mm -hmm. the prostitutes and things like that really elevated the story for me yeah. that like I didn't clearly get in the right. movie. So gotta go book. Yeah, I'm going to choose book as well, even though it was very long and it was very, very challenging. The last half of the book did it for me. Yeah. Like the last 200 pages, it was one of those like I didn't want to put it down because yeah. I wanted to figure it out. And that's very hard for me because I'm not a book person. Right. So for me to say that, it, it, it takes a lot. Um, the one thing I wonder, though, is if I would have watched this movie without having read the book, mm -hmm. I would have been like, that was a good movie. Like I was entertained because we had talked to a friend this last weekend. He's like, oh yeah, I watched that movie. And I was like, oh, did you like it? And he's like, yeah, I was entertained. What did I say it was great? 
And I was like, yeah, that's probably what I would have thought. But I was yeah. so, like, outraged that they did this to <laughs> right. it. Um, but I think it'll be a while before I read another Tom Clancy no book. Kidding. So what you're saying is Michael B. Jordan did not do it enough for you to change your opinion he didn't. and pick the movie. He didn't. Just, I just want to make it known to everyone that the reason that we picked this didn't even do it for her. <laughs> no, it didn't. And I apologize. It's but fine. I promise you. It was a cool episode. I like yeah, doing it, it this way. it was kind of fun. And I will say, in a few weeks, we are are going to be doing another dude-friendly book in Moneyball, <laughs> and I swear that one is much better than this. Have you read the book? Does it stick to it? I haven't read it? the book, but mm. the but the movie's so good that I just can't. I can't imagine that the book is crazy different, so. All right, well, there you have it. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Boovie Girls. You can also email us at theboovygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. We have a couple levels for you. Our rom-com level gets you episodes 24 hours ahead. You also get access to our Karen reviews. And then our drama level gets you everything I already mentioned. You also get a sticker for joining. You get a shout out in a future episode and you get access to our bonus content like our movie serials. Which is where Firefly Lane is. Yeah, if you want to listen, if you've watched the show and you're just curious and itching to know how it ends <laughs> or how it compares, um, all you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the movie girls. Up next, we are going completely opposite of this. <laughs> we are doing Eat, Pray, Love. Which I think I read the book like a long time ago, really? but I just started it and I'm like, mm, maybe I didn't. But it's so much easier to read after li- after watching well, that. I'm like flying through it. Yeah. So it is a nonfiction. I've seen the movie, which um, stars Julia Roberts. Thank you, Roberts. Um, but I've never read the book. So I'm, I'm curious to see. And I haven't started it yet. So you'll be fine. It's not that, it's not that long. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.